Hello, dear listener. Thank you for joining us for episode 20 of Basement Gaming. My name is Herb, and I'm joined by my dear cousin Brigham. Yabba dabba doo! <laughs> On this week's episode, we discuss the rise of the hugely popular social deduction game Among Us. Our genre of the week is Dungeon Crawler. As always, please feel free to follow us on Twitter and reach out to us with topic ideas and questions at BasementGaming9. And also follow us on your podcast app of choice to stay up to date with new episodes. With the formalities out of the way, welcome to Basement Gaming. Great pig. Here we are. Herbalism. Number Here we are. 20. 2020. 2020, dude. The magical number that everyone loves. Yep. We're recording <laughs> this on the 18th, and I realized like if we just waited two more days, it would have been. Oh like... my Oh no, you're <laughs> right. Okay, cancel it. Come back on 20th. No. <laughs> I suppose I should post this on the 20th and then it'll come out on 2020 for the 20th episode. Yeah. Yeah. 2020, 2020. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we're here another week uh nothing crazy going on as we sit around and wait for new consoles to come out <laughs> less than a month less than a month away don't worry once those come out and we get our hands on them we'll talk plenty about it but so far this which is kind of you know got our ear to the ground and uh consuming game content and uh as I was watching YouTube the other day, I saw a video from uh, a much beloved YouTube channel of both of us called Girlfriend Reviews, and they had their Among Us video, and it just had me thinking about like how a lot of people are saying that Among Us is just this amazing game that kind of blew up out of nowhere, and how amazing it is that it came out in 2018, and... I mean, in 2018, no one was hearing about it. I surely wasn't. I don't know if you were. You were, but mm -hmm. two years later, here we are. It's one of the most popular games out there right now on on Twitch. It's frequently top two, top three viewed game on Twitch. It's getting millions of mobile downloads. Now that the mobiles came out recently, also. And so yeah, this is like this is huge, and it kind of got big out of nowhere and i kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that just like how okay first of all how did this get big right how did this get big and how often does this really happen that like a game comes out and then no one plays it and then here we are now two years later it's huge yeah i think this is has a lot to do with the streamer effect from what I know, it sounds like Among Us got really big because of Soda Pop and he streamed the game and it was just like one of those games that's really fun to watch and it's really fun, good for streamers because it gets, you know, different streamers together to socialize. And I think that's where it really took off. And then also on top of that, just I, I personally think I don't know for sure, but I think that COVID had a lot to do with it. The fact that everyone is, you know, having to work from home or stay at home and, and socialize less. This is like a really easy game to jump into since it's only five bucks on PC or free to play five bucks on mobile and free to play on pc it's easy to jump into and you know it's one of those games where you have to socialize with people in order to win so yeah those two things and we kind of have seen this before i don't think we've ever seen it on this level i know that goat simulator is another good example of a game that like 
wasn't a big deal until I think PewDiePie streamed it and then it became like huge. So I don't know. These things do happen, but it is really cool to see, especially, you know, a game that came out in 2018. Like I can't imagine that company or the group of people who made that game. You know, it's they make a game. They probably put a lot of work into it. You know, network play, making games that work online is not an easy task. And so they obviously put a lot of work into it. And for them to see the fruits of their labor this far out, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a pretty great story. Yeah, I think I think you hit it right there. I think the biggest thing for sure is the the streamer effect. I think this is what like companies try to do whenever they pay streamers to play their games when they first come out. They just hope that like it just catches on fire and just spreads almost. And uh, it is kind of just the perfect storm for this company. I, I, I definitely agree with you that the whole... COVID situation and the fact that it's just like it's just an inherently social game it just puts you in these situations with your friends where you know you're just like there's a lot of friendly banter and a lot of like arguing and stuff like that it just like gets your mind off of like the real world as you're like competing and having fun with your friends I think it's just like this weird perfect storm of just like all the perfect conditions for this random game to just like get big and yeah like I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I enjoy watching it, but people tend to enjoy watching it so far. So I, I really don't see any reason for it to like die out, to be honest. I think it's for at least not yet. Right now, I think it's doing all right for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they've already announced originally they were going to make an Among Us 2, but then they decided that they were just going to add more content to Among Us 1, which I think yeah. is very smart. So, you know, I'm excited to see the future for that game. I think. It has a ton of potential. I kind of hope it's not just a fad, like like you were just saying. I think I don't think it'll die out anytime soon, but I think these kind of huge hype games, you know, they kind of come and go depending on which the next game that comes out. I mean, how long ago was it that we were talking about Fall Guys? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean and, Fall Guys is still Fall Guys. They're trying to like stay together. We could talk about that true. in a second here. I true. think uh, what was I gonna say? The last thing, the other thing I wanted to talk about is like what what are the elements of a game that like require that, that is required of a game to be able to take off like this. Cause obviously, like I said, a lot of times companies will pay streamers to play a game for them to see if it'll catch, but most of them don't really catch unless it's like, you know, a call of duty or something. So like, is it just the social element of this that just like makes it catch? Do you think there's like something special about this kind of game? Maybe I, I, I would say it's, I would say it's because it's very familiar. Like it's, it's very much like mafia. So it's like everyone kind of already knows how it works, right? Mm-hmm. So there's not much of a learning curve to it. It's pretty easy to play. And so the the barrier of entry for this game is is quite low. Like we said, it's it's, it's free some places and it's only like $5 on mobile. So I think of the very low barrier of entry, the, added with the fact that no one is seeing their friends like, as much anymore. So... Yeah, I think it's just like these couple of things came together perfectly for this game to grow. Do you think there's like any other factors about this that really that really cause it to grow that maybe next companies could try to replicate? Um, I mean, I think the social aspect is probably like the, the biggest part. But I think maybe besides social, just the simplicity of it. I think the fact that it's so easy to dive into, like you were saying, it's kind of based off of Mafia. A lot of people already have an understanding of what of how to play Mafia. So yeah with that and i think other games that have done a really good job like this too like fall guys is a super simple game 
Uh, goat simulator is a super simple concept. <laughs> just going to keep bringing up goat simulator. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, Five Nights and Freddy's is a super simple. Con- like these are all like really simple games. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these are all games too that like you don't even need to be a gamer to 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 understand. Yeah. So I think that's also a huge part of it as well. And I think a big part of it, it's, it's fun to socialize within the game, but it's also like a fun game to watch. You know what I mean? And I think in order for a game to be fun to watch, it has to be simple. Like Overwatch, I think is a fun game to watch, but someone who doesn't know anything about Overwatch is going to be like, what the heck is going on? It just like looks like, you know, you're going to have a like a seizure with all like the flashing lights and stuff. So, yeah, I think super simple to play and super simple to watch are probably like the big things to make a game. In my in my opinion, <laughs> a, a big a big way to get these games have to have a uh, like a cult following or a huge, you know, be a viral hit, I guess. Yeah, I think the making a simple game, it definitely helps it go viral. I don't know about like um, the longevity of it in terms of just like how much can you really change in the game to keep people interested. Mm-hmm. So and I think they, they whenever a game just sees that they're doing something really well that's making people like it and then just like capitalize on it. Cause I feel like when did you find out when this, the mobile version of this came out? Um, no, I was looking it up earlier and I didn't see a specific date for it. Okay. Cause I feel like that's another factor. The fact that it's, it's also mobile that, that even lowers the, the barrier for entry even more. So you said we can play it on mobile and in the switch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can play, uh, wait, among us yeah no among us is just on uh ios android and, and pc okay so if that's good enough that's most <laughs> most things essentially so yeah the fact that it's like a game that you can just like walk around and play and like play with your friends on your phone and stuff again just like added sprinkles to the ice cream of just like this thing is going to blow up and it's going to blow up fast uh i think it reminds me a lot of uh a lot of Fortnite and how Fortnite kind of capitalized on like an idea, essentially, just like, hey, this battle royale thing is is kind of popping off, right? And if you remember Fortnite when it first came out, was was pretty much a non-factor in a in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of the gaming industry. But then they they saw an idea, just which is battle royale, and then just like jumped on it and capitalized really fast. And big streamers got their hands on it and really liked it. And all of a sudden, they're the biggest game in the world essentially so yeah i think that's another example of just like a game that started off one way and then just kind of 180 and just like completely changed their identity and just became big um i don't think that obviously among us didn't just change their identity but i think they realized like hey people aren't playing with each other a lot these days let's make a this, this online game might blow up i really wish we'd find out when the mobile the mobile came out because I'm looking on the Wikipedia page now and it looks like it came out around the same time as the PC version did. So was that release date or recently release date? So it looks like iOS and Android came out in 2018 on the PC version. It would have been hilarious if they, if it came out like this year or last year. Oh yeah. It was just like, Oh, people love this. We should, (laughs) we should go to mobile and just like try to capitalize on the mobile thing. But I guess uh, that's just speculation on my part. It's just they just got lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looks like since it got big, they've had to, like add more servers and they've had to like extend the like the party code for rooms because 
like I guess the codes the codes were so small because they thought you know there wouldn't be this many you know was, I think it was like like two or three letter codes yeah because you know the number of permutations for that it's like oh like we would never get more than this many you know serve like part groups online at the same time and obviously that you know the game blew up so I'm I'm really impressed they've been able to continue to you know make sure that there's enough server space and and the game works online for people to play it because just you know a small group of people I think it's only like you know a handful of people that work on this game so yeah it's very cool and talking about capitalizing on the game you know like uh, goat simulator uh, they made multiple <laughs> goat simulator <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> but really though goat simulator did just totally go in on it and I don't know it's kind of, the goat simulator thing was like funny as a joke you know and they kept trying to make more and more goat simulator games and it's like okay like it's it's not that great of a game you know what i mean yeah yeah but i think among us is like it you know the the deep down it is like a legit really well structured game so right yeah i think it'll be here for a while let's hope so yeah as they're trying to like stay relevant um fall guys added a new expansion like a, a little update with new maps and new game modes and stuff what have you you've played among us so is there something they could add to this game to make it fresh to change it so they can stay relevant past the fact that they're past their viral explosion i guess um well new maps i mean they already have like four maps but i think making new maps can make it interesting i think also making more ways to kill people so maybe like setting up traps Ooh. and so you know something that something like that would be really cool yeah isn't there like places you can hide and stuff in that game so like yeah New hiding spots. I don't know. I'm I'm just speaking out of my ass because I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, there's you can go in, you can go into vents. You can hide in yeah. a vent. You can use events as like a little teleportation system, basically. And yeah. you can actually like you know you can lock doors. You can block people off and make them have to go like the long way around or something like that. You know, and like I say, if you know if you're going to kill someone, but you want to make sure no one's going to come into the room right after you. You like you know close the doors first, kind of thing. So yeah, no, there's. There, there, there's some cool stuff like like I said like the game it's really good at like it's very simple concept but like the more you play it the better you can be and it's it's really good, well structured yeah it's cool cool mm-hmm. uh yeah if if anyone out there is playing Among Us let us know if you like it or if you think it'll be around for a long time or if it's just like another fad because you know with all these viral sensation games I think it'll start tapering off eventually where it's like the diehards will keep playing it and whoever was playing it just for just for fun recently was just kind of drop off and find the next big thing you know mm-hmm. so cool that they got big and uh hope that they stick around so that that small little indie company actually does does well yeah for sure okay so herb i've been thinking about something really it's been on my mind for a while i think it's a really important topic that we need to discuss uh, oh, to yeah. be frank, I'm I'm pretty surprised we've actually actually gone this far into our our podcast show without even discussing this. And I'm a little bit ashamed, but I want to make things right and talk about it now. And I want to talk about gamer food, gamer food. <laughs> yeah, game gamer food. OK, I want I want to know that the sustenance, the the thing that keeps you going, the the stuff that like makes your your blood pumping. And 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 yeah, I don't even know what else to say about that, but. 
Yeah, the kind of food that you eat whenever you're playing games. I don't know. Are you a snack when you play games? This is something I've kind of contemplated lately because I got a new gaming chair. And I don't want to get it messy, but man, like <laughs> it's it's nice just chilling in your chair and, you know, eating some chips and queso while you're playing games, while you're fishing in World of Warcraft or, I don't know, peaking like, uh, or escape. I feel like this is a a topic to think about when you're reminiscing about your high school days. Yeah. I mean, we're not, like, old or anything, but I feel like as adults, we just kind of, like, have learned that, like, just snacking constantly is probably not the best thing. So I don't just, I don't typically stand up and go make myself some freaking pizza rolls and sit down (laughs) when I'm about to play some games. But, yeah, if I look back on, like, all our gaming site, long gaming sessions and our snacks, I think the thing, the first thing that pops to my mind is Mountain Dew. When we were on our like hey days of do the twelve do. hour wild runs, it was it was it was the dew, man. It was the dew that was our fuel. <laughs> and speaking of Mountain Dew and fuel, there was the Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel. The Gamer remember Fuel, that? Yeah. That yeah. stuff was legit. I remember when the Halo Three launch came out. They had this special promotional Gamer Fuel a Mountain Dew for Halo, and man. No joke to this day. It is the best. Um, it is the best Mountain Dew I've ever had in my life. And they brought it back for the, one of the World of Warcraft expansions. I think Wrath of Lich King that had like a Horde and Alliance I remember colored that, yeah. Mountain Dew. And both were amazing. And, and the Horde one was the game fuel, the Halo game fuel Mountain Dew. And yeah, dude, Mountain Dew is where it's at. Like people joke about Mountain Dew being gamer drinks, but it's unironically the best gamer drink. Yeah, that's the only one we could we would go for. I I do remember when uh the the wild ones came out because we we had to get them. We had to get them, and then you had like that little fridge in your in, in like your gaming area or the media oh, room. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was it was just full of sodas, and it was like mostly Mountain Dew. <laughs> it was just like just peak teenager diet was just like oh let's just <laughs> snack on peanuts and freaking. Like I said, pizza rolls and Mountain Dew and just, I remember one, I don't know why I remember this. We just ordered pizza for like, your cousins were, were in town from Utah and we just ordered like a bunch of Pizza Hut. It was just like, like three boxes of pizza and freaking breadsticks and all sorts of junk and everyone was drinking Mountain Dew and we were just all joking around just like, mm, we are now well fed. Our uh, our gaming potential has gone up ten points, <laughs> My, minus twenty percent chance of carpal tunnel, <laughs> it's just increased chance of needing to go to the bathroom in ten minutes. So yeah, freaking junk food and gaming just go hand in hand. There's like a lot of bad stereotypes around like gamers eating food while they're playing freaking. That South Park World of Warcraft episode comes to mind. It's just like mm. a giant dude with crumbs all over my chest. Pizza, <laughs> pizza roll, <laughs> hot pocket, yeah, hot pocket. <laughs> hot pockets. Another, another classic. Yeah, another classic. Yeah. But why is pizza like the? Why is pizza just like the universal? The gamer universal food? junk gamer food. I don't know. It, <laughs> it's not normal pizza. It's like it has to be like toast. You know, like po- pizza pockets or or um. Uh, we're just talking about little hot or hot pockets or Tostino's pizza or you know some weird thing. It's not just like a <laughs> like a Pizza Hut pizza or something. I remember actually one time uh, back we had this Halo land in my house and we got this Mr. Jim's pizza and I'll never forget it because my friend ate it and just 
literally destroyed our bathroom like half an hour later. <laughs> and I, I can never eat Mr. Jim's after that because I just thought about that smell and it just like it, it, it was it was awful. Uh, it's kind see, of on that, tangent now, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, freaking destroying a bathroom after a big feast of pizza during gaming sessions is <laughs> I mean that's part of the that's part of the process to be honest. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, game, and, and, and it seems like too when we we're kids, like the game food that we'd eat is like literally the worst stuff you'd want to have. Like like greasy pizza rolls, you don't want to be touching on controllers yet. That's what we <laughs> ate. Remember we had those like those big barrels of cheese puffs. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I almost forgot about the cheese puffs. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like, it was like yeah, it was like Cheetos in in little ball form, and it's like yeah. What's the best thing to eat when you're going to be typing on, you know, expensive keyboards and, and controllers? Oh, I get this like orange crumb stuff all over your fingers with these cheese puffs. Dude, freaking in New York, we would have that that jug of cheese puffs and like we'd get so mad if someone was hogging it. It's just like pass it around, man. It's like it's like it's like the original version of passing around something. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, great. Uh, great memories with junk food. Like I said. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't advise anyone above the age of 23 to eat like this anymore. So <laughs> no. Yeah. It's depressing to eat cheese puffs when you're over 20, but man, when you're a teenager, it's great. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Tell, tell us your favorite uh, gamer food snacks and what you're eating now. That's not terrible for your body. There, there's not a lot of options, <laughs> but I'm sure they're out there. All right. Last but not least, let's just quickly go through our genre of the week. We're gonna uh, got a, like a, a nice one today. Let's just go over some dungeon crawlers. What have you played? What have you heard of? Uh, I don't know. Let's give some. Let's give some uh, examples of some great dungeon crawlers over the last couple of years. What what we can remember? What What do you got? Mm-hmm. Well, I have to give a shout out to one of the classic dungeon crawlers, which is Diablo Three. Yeah, yeah. Diablo series and, and all are really great, but I have just the most experience with Diablo Three. I think that it's really solid in just getting people who aren't into games learning how to play games and and getting into that gameplay loop of you know creating a character, getting skills, making those RPG decisions of building your character and and just destroying thousands and thousands of demons. You know what I mean? And it's it's really cool because my wife, when we were dating, she wasn't into games at all, and she got really into Diablo. And so it was kind of cool to see someone you know who was into games uh, get so invested in it and kind of like you know learn how to play the game. And I think that's something that Blizzard does really well, which is um, teaching people like in a really easy way, like how to how to play the game to get them into that loop of like you know easy to pick up, difficult to master. And I think that Diablo three does a great job in doing that. And Whenever I play a dungeon crawler now, I always have to compare it to Diablo 3. And to this day, there are certain games that do different things better. Like they may do the story better or the RPG mechanics better. But I don't think any game can touch the combat feel that Diablo 3 has, you know, so. Yeah, I personally, I'm usually not a huge fan of of this this genre, but I think they, they have a very niche spot in the gaming world where it's like like you said they're pretty easy to get into and they're like i'll say they're like great time wasters like earlier today i was hanging out with some friends and i was just like playing on one of my buddy's switches and he has hades which i've i've been hearing more and more about 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 that game recently i feel like it might be the next freaking 
explosion we were talking about <laughs> among us earlier is just like why do i keep hearing yeah. this name <laughs> it's just like and yeah i tried it out today and like you said like i said it's just like a really easy to play like streamlined game where you can just like sit down and just play for a couple minutes for like a couple minutes to an hour or even just like time just flies when you play them probably great for like traveling and stuff because a lot of these can be played on some sort of mobile device so they're just like a great a great thing to do when you're just like kind of trying to waste time they're easy to get into again and uh i think hades is the one that i tried like i said hades is the one i tried today i would definitely recommend if you if you want to just find something to play you just like pick something like that up uh diablo is gonna be the one i said too because that's the one i played the most of i would say uh <laughs> the funny story about that game is just you click a lot in that game there's lots of clicking so <laughs> whenever i played it i remember i always had headphones on but then whenever i took them off and just like got off the computer like my brother or something's next to me he's just like why are you clicking so much <laughs> just like, i was like what do you mean i'm just playing the game it's like dude you're clicking 10 times a second what is happening? I'm just like, I don't know. But yeah, it's just a funny little thing about Diablo. Yeah, I, I don't know why we have to click so much to play that game. The clicker, clicking simulator. Which is funny because I played Diablo on console. So that was my experience with Diablo 3. And I got Diablo on PC like probably like five years or four years after I played on console. And I was just like, man, like it feels so weird to have to move around with clicking. Like it feels so old school. Like I understand it. Like I think it's more tactical that way. And I guess obviously if you play games like League of Legends, you're probably used to that. But yeah, yeah, that is something I also noticed, too. Of I feel like I would have get arthritis or something from all the clicking in Diablo 3 on PC. Uh, I will say it's about 20 percent why I stopped lying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, my hand hurts. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh okay here we go some other games here path of exile that's another one that's like super popular that i hear a lot about do you know path anything of exile about? sounds oh yes i played that game that game man it is one of those games where i just really wish i enjoyed it because if i enjoyed <laughs> it i would have so much game to, to to play like it's all free there's a ton of content. They're always adding new stuff, but holy cow, dude, you have to have like a PhD to understand all the different systems in that game. It is so incredibly obtuse and convoluted. It, it maybe it's like, it's one of those things where a lot of people think that POE is better than Diablo because there's more content, which there is, and there's more things to do in POE than Diablo. And it's more challenging than Diablo. But again, that Diablo just gets that combat and like the different combat systems. It's so easy to understand in Diablo. Whereas this game, there's if you even just like look up the talent tree, it's like a spider web of of spaghetti. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah, I, I know nothing about Battlefield. I just I just hear the name so much. It's like, but I knew what kind of game it was. I was like, I know, like I said, I'm not really drawn to that kind of game. Uh a new one that came out recently, uh Baldur's Gate 3. You've heard about this? I'm hearing well, a lot about yes. this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, I, I that. It looks really good. See, I tuned into it for like a second. And I saw the little top-down thing, and I saw what they were doing. I'm like, nope, <laughs> like not for me. But again, I'm I'm a lover of games, so I can appreciate when a good game is out that people are enjoying. So I watched it for a few minutes. I was like, okay, yeah, this is just like Diablo type. I would say that's how mm-hmm. I would describe it for myself. Since that's the only one that I really spend a lot of times with. But this, this, I mean, I'm looking at the stream right now. It looks great. The graphics are amazing. Um, 
the UI does look like you need a PhD to learn how to play it. There's a lot, a lot of things going on. Are you talking about Path of Exile or, or Baldur's Gate? Gate. Baldur's okay. Gate. But yeah, so for uh, any dungeon crawler experts out there, Baldur's Gate might be the game for you. It's out now. Is it out now mm-hmm. or is this a freaking beta? I don't even know. It's an, it's an early access. It's not out okay. yet, but okay. it's also turn-based, so it's a little bit different kind of like, you know, it's not an action RPG like Diablo is, but yeah, it's nah, really nah. good. Um, I have the game that they made before Baldur's Gate 3, which is called Divinity Original Sin. So they have Divinity Original Sin 2, and I have that game. And yeah, it's really fun. It's very slow, so if you're into those kind of turn-based, it's super old-school RPG kind of games. It may not be for you, but yeah, those are are pretty solid. Have you ever played a game called Gauntlet? No, I've not heard of that. So Gauntlet is like an old-school dungeon crawler game, action RPG, kind of like Diablo, but way more arcadey. In fact, it was made by Midway, which is a company that made a bunch of different arcade games. And it's literally just like you play as like a barbarian or like three other classes and and you just have like tons and tons and tons of enemies just coming at you constantly. It's like horde mode basically for for dungeon crawler. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of crazy if you ever look up a video of it. And uh, it's a ton of fun, though. I remember playing that in, in uh, arcades. I remember playing it like on N64. And actually, they came with a version, a new one on PS4 that I got with PS Plus back when I had that. And it was pretty fun. So I think that's like a really good kind of arcade style dungeon crawler where you can really just turn off your brain. There's no RPG mechanics to it. You're just swinging an axe, killing as much stuff as possible as you're trying to get to the end of the dungeon. And it's pretty fun. Keeps it simple. I sent you a picture as well of the talent tree from Path of Exile. And what the talent tree. in tarnation is this? Yeah, that's a talent tree. And let me tell you, this is the most simple system of the, of the game in my mind. This isn't even the most complicated thing in the game. I can't believe this. This is, <laughs> I actually expect someone to know what's going on here. Yeah, wow. it's it's insane. There's a lot of stuff in that game. Huh? Yeah, like you said, just this could be like if you're if you play this game, it has to be like the main game you play. You have to like know it inside and out. Oh yeah, I think that's what that's why people like it. It's definitely one of those lifestyle games, you know. Like mm. you can dedicate all your game time, your game playing time into Path of Exile and be super happy, and you never have to put a, a dime in it. It's all free to play. Um, all the there's microtransactions, but they're all cosmetic. It's pretty impressive what they've been able to do. Yeah, oh, man. I wonder if uh. Like I said, I wonder like if huge fans of this genre think Path of Exile is like, you know, the cream of the crop. That's cream right of the crop. Cream of the crop. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's all I got for Dungeon Crawler. I just thought it was like a nice little niche genre that we could mm-hmm. discuss. But well, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's getting very popular too. Like I said to you before, you know, the new World of Warcraft expansion is going to have a dungeon crawler system in it as well. This thing they call called Torgas, where you basically go into a dungeon. Each level is randomized. There's abilities that you get within the dungeon that are that you'll lose once you leave the dungeon. But you know, are the, the abilities you get are randomized. So you, as you're going through this dungeon and climbing up the different levels, you're basically creating your character's build for that run. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. And I don't know. I'm very excited to see. I'm, I'm very excited to see all these things because I know that Diablo 4 is going to be coming out in a couple years, and I think that this kind of hype in dungeon crawler games is, is just going to be even better uh, for Diablo 4 and getting people interested in it. So, yeah. yeah even, uh, even I thought about, like, yeah, maybe I'll try Diablo 4. 
get the get the old clicking hand start going again. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I really hope they they change the controls for Diablo Four and at least let you like move with Wazda or something. Because yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge in that clicking for movement kind of thing. <laughs> Did we go through like a whole mouse and like? A month of gameplay. I know. I'm gonna have to buy a mouse just for that because that would destroy my current mouse. Clicking so much. Oh yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for the show today. You got anything else, Brigham? Nope. Stay nope. safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Episode <laughs> 20. We're gonna be 21 next time around. So maybe you'll grab a drink if you're listening. When when we turn 21 as a podcast. But yeah, with that being said, please come back again. Follow us on Twitter at BasementGaming9. And spread the show. Follow us on your podcast app of choice. And come back next time. Thank you for listening. See ya. See ya.